One. One. Welcome back, back, everyone. Season five. Four. Four. We didn't do it first semester. I guess it is five, isn't it? Last five. season was season three. <laughs> On the Spotify. Look, it, who even cares? The, what's important is that we are back. Whatever's on our mind. We have stuff on our mind. Starring Nathan and Alex. All right, let's get it. Let's get it popping. The moment y'all have been waiting for. Alex, what's on your mind? (laughs) Okay, well, um, first of all, it's nice to see y'all here on Zoom. I'm glad you could hear us. Nathan and I are going to do our show like this for the time being, you know, so... Y'all can let us know how it sounds. Maybe we can work on the audio if it's not up to you guys' standards. Or to y'all's standards, you guys. You know, we're going to get the microaggressions out of our language. Um, but yeah, Nathan, let me answer your question. So what's on my mind is that... Well, first of all, let's do fits. <laughs> I'm wearing... This is a Boiling Springs Cross Country little shirt. And underneath it, I got this tie-dye tank top that I made. Ooh, shirt's a little sheer. Go ahead. It is. Thought you know, it so out. Yeah, we gonna thought it out. <laughs> you know, I'm wearing my purple socks. Hoping y'all can see them. Y'all are just listening, but for those who can see my toe, they're purple. I'm wearing black chino skinny pants. I gotta sew. There's a hole in them I gotta sew up. Ooh. I'm wearing a polo belt. <clears throat> ah. Ethan, what are you wearing? I am sitting here. I'm in a gray t-shirt that says Columbia University Dad because I feel like I'm officially in my daddy stage of college where I just take care of hoes. I'm wearing Mm. these velvet, these are actually women's pants, but they're velvet um, shorts and my ass hangs out in them and it's very comfortable. And then I have on... I have on these striped socks. They're pretty plain. Very mundane for my standards, but I've been it's been a long day. I'm about to take them off to be honest. Nathan's a whole sugar daddy taking care of hoes with his ass out. <laughs> I mean you got, it goes you both ways. On too. You didn't show them the chain. It's the triangle. I mean, it's a see, yeah, it's a triangle. I yeah, never I take it off. <laughs> Tranquility. Okay, so I gotta tell you what's on my mind, though. My fucking wonderful, amazing girlfriend's visiting me this weekend. That's exciting. Maya, hope y'all know her. I really got love for Maya, so that's exciting. Um, Yeah, and that's something I've been thinking about lately, just because distance is tough, bro. That shit is really fucking hard. Especially when we really fuck with someone. It's like, damn. Yeah. How do y'all manage that normally? Do y'all have, like, scheduled times where, you know, y'all hang out virtually, or is it just, like, go with the flow? It's not even a schedule. I, we, t- we just talk to each other every day. We hang out at night and try to make that work, you know? That's crazy. Especially now, of all times, I feel like a lot of people can relate to the struggle of being separated from basically everyone they don't live with. But, yeah. you know, now you got geographic distance on top of that. It's like, bruh. Yeah, I've been kind of lonely lately, you know, but it's whatever. I've been feeling, I can feel you on that. <sighs> you, I mean, I'll have anyone coming to see me. But loneliness has become the new norm over the past couple months. But that's all, I feel like that's also a good thing, at least for me. Because, you know, I was generally lonely. But COVID just made it that much more present that I I was able to start making efforts to stop being lonely. And now I'm like, I'm just really more open to hanging out with people, whether it's like going to do something stupid or just like leaving the house. Like chances that I used to not take, I take them now. So now it's like, you know, I'm getting to see people more often and I'm fixing that problem that I had. That's good. I mean, as long as... You're being socially distant, you know? <laughs> I mean, I'm already emotionally. Socially might be a challenge. 
Oh man, what's on your mind, Nathan? Oh, I thought we were gonna talk about this more. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> that's that's what seems to be what's on your mind, you know. What's on my mind? I don't know. I feel like I'm always the one that brings the personal growth story to the table, but boy, these <laughs> last I I started going to therapy over the last two two months, and honestly, I'm just in such a better place than I was throughout like in my entire life probably and it's a really good place to be and I'm just really like I wake up and I'm just like happy and it's just so weird to just be in that state because like you know normally like the first thing I think about is like worrying about something or just like you know being preoccupied with what I had to do for today but I honestly wake up happy most days I mean it might not it doesn't stay that way all day because people are not but, you know, it's a general, I start each day as it is new, and it's really nice to be able to do that. That's good. It's like every day is a new canvas for you right now. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> huh. okay, so since this is our first episode back, we're still just kind of getting back into things, you know, like... I mean... I feel like this is no <laughs> these sort of breaks are normal fanfare for our listeners now. Yeah. It's just weird how we're not together doing it because then we could at least look at each other and be like, okay, so are you going <laughs> to. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I guess. But it's like now I feel like this is sort of unique though because now we're like the listeners. Like we're all doing it alone. Beforehand, it was just you guys or y'all listening to us, you know? Now it's Nathan and I are both alone, too. I guess yeah. loneliness is our current disposition. That's yeah. just tough. It is tough, but, you know, I'm not done. I've been making moves, though, you know. It's been a running gag, you know. My love life has been the running gag of seasons one, two, three, and four. But <laughs> lately... Okay, my love life lately has been still been a joke, but we're moving in directions that are pointing towards success, which is something I couldn't say before, because a big thing that was tied to my anxiety, first of all, I realized I had like chronic anxiety over the past, just by talking to my therapist and explaining how I act and what I do. And one of my key points of anxiety that I always try to be the perfect person for whoever I'm talking to. You know, I always try to just like, always see everything through their eyes, just like project what I think they need onto myself and when I deal with them. And in terms of romance, that doesn't really work out because, you know, people are able to tell when you're being genuine. And it's just kind of, even though in theory, it shouldn't be a turnoff if someone's really dedicated to doing everything that you want. It just isn't attractive at all. And it's just like very off-putting. So I took a step away from that. And now, I mean, grant, like the people I'm talking to now, I'm just like, it's just a lot easier because like I know that they're they're talking to me, like they're talking to Nathan. They're not talking to whatever version of Nathan I thought was appropriate. So if they fuck with me, they fuck with me. So it kind of gets rid of a lot of that anxiety of like, oh, when am I going to be able to open up to this person? When am I being able to do this? Because like, if I start doing it from the jump, it's like, we've been used to this. So what's the, pr- like, there's just no issues now. How much you, so, think your anxiety, you think your anxiety was like in the way of you being genuine with people? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I considered it genuine in the time because, you know, that's just how I, I acted. That was just, you know, I also got gone away from just claiming negative personality traits as your own so you don't have to deal with them. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just possessive. That's just me. Like, that shit sounds dumb. You can get past that. You don't have to. So I was like, like, yeah, that's just me. I just, like, change for people. That's just what I do. But it's like, nah, that was internalized self-hatred because, you know, I was so scared of being myself and getting rejected and then being in that place of, like, well, damn, I guess I can't be myself around people. But that shit's stupid. I mean, for people going through it, it's not. But in order for me to get past it, I need to acknowledge that's stupid because it's fucking stupid. And yeah, 
looking back, I, I wouldn't see, see it as genuine either because it's like, like there's sometimes where like I wasn't lying to you, but you know, I would just be avoiding the truth if I was like trying to pretend to be someone I wasn't. Or like, you know, doing all that like fake foo-foo shit, like nah, that's not who I am on the inside, sadly. No, I really feel what you were talking about, though, about, like, kind of internalizing negative traits that way. That's something mm-hmm. I, was talking to Leah, I was talking to Leah about that. If you don't know oh. this one, you know Leah's my sister. But um, I was telling Leah, I was like, bro, like, my, like, boss told me that, like, yo, Alex, you're, like, kind of killing this shit or whatever. And, like, she's literally already, like, yo, like, because I work in the summer, I'm working in the fall. She's, like, already asked me about, like, ways I could come on board in the spring. She's just crazy to me because, like, I feel like my self-image is pretty fucking low. Like, I, like, always envision myself as, like, this, like, terrible employee who no one should hire, and I'm just, like, struggling to do well. Like, it seems like, it's, like, imposter syndrome. I feel like all the good things yeah. I do are, like, a lie. But That's what know, I feel like, too. That's a yeah. feeling. Not necessarily in academics and professional life, because it's very hard for it to be a lie now. But um, in terms of, like, when I'm nice to people, there's a part of me sometimes just is like, you know, you're just doing this because you have some reason. Like, there's some reason you're being nice to them. You don't really mean that. And then, and then sometimes it's got to be like, nah, I'm just, I'm just commenting on something. I'm sending this person a compliment because I want to give them a compliment. It's not sure. like some ulterior motive to like get that, like all that like stuff I would try to convince myself is true. It's just not. But since you said that, I have a little game, a little exercise that I did in therapy that might be interesting for you. Mm. So I want, okay, I'll start. So I'm going to write down three words that I think best describe you. And you have to do the same for how you think other people would describe you. And then we see if they match up, if they're not. It's an it's a exercise in self um, perspective. Oh, I should write this down. You're right. This is an exercise in um, self-perception and how you view yourself versus how others view you. Actually, I'll do this on my phone. Okay, so I'm going to write them down for Nathan, and I'm going to write them down for Alex. Uh, I'll do it for me. Too. I already did it for me, but I'll do it for me, too. You can use the same ones if you already did it. I deleted Did I, I deleted the note, but let's see if I can still find it. No, I don't. No, I said that's Tamara. Hang on. Like Tia Tamara. Like Tia Tamara. This is a nice exercise. Listeners, y'all should y'all should do this too if you're with anyone you like or cool with, you know? Okay, so I'm gonna write down three words that I think people would think of when they see me or interact with me, I guess. Okay. I have my three words for myself. I'm gonna do yours now. Okay, I did your words, now I gotta do mine. I'm trying to think of one more. It's it's kind of tough to think of, like, because you're not really thinking of words that you would describe yourself as. You're trying to think of how people would describe you, you know? Mm. If it would be easier for how, if you, for you to describe how you see yourself, you could do that because that's what I ended up doing for my three words because yeah. I wasn't trying to do that. They end up being kind of similar, you know, because you kind of, yeah. it's really hard to think of shit that like you don't see in yourself, you know, like things that are totally left field. Oh, I use that word to describe you, so I'll use a different one. Okay, I'm ready whenever you are. Yeah, I just really can't think of one more, I guess. I'm like, do people even think of me? <laughs> 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 okay. 
Okay, I got mine. All right. So, so how do you do this? I guess you could start with me to break the ice. Okay, so how do you describe I, me? I the words I chose were hardworking, stylish, and thoughtful. I have thoughtful. Yay! <laughs> Is one of the ones you came up with for I yourself. Have, yeah, I put thoughtful for myself. I had self-aware, funny, and thoughtful. Thoughtful, self-aware, funny. Okay. So That's I got good. one. Want to like look at how many words there are in the world, and we got one in common. Okay, for you, I said honest, emotionally present, and open. Wow, honest, emotionally present. Listen, it's a rarity in these streets. <laughs> and open. Okay, so I want you to break those down. The ones I came up with myself were funny, passionate, and creative. Okay, open. Wait, which one do you need breaking broken down? Uh, I want you to go through all of them because I feel like honest is a tough thing to gauge. Like how, how, you know, what I'm saying like we have a pretty close relationship, I guess. But I don't as know someone, how many people can even see honesty in me. As someone who used to habitually lie <laughs> to <laughs> myself, I'm just I don't know. I can just tell what when you're saying something, you really mean it. It's not like any like. It's something that a lot of liars try to learn how to portray and how to just like learn how to manipulate people to get them to believe them and stuff. But with you, it's just like, I could just tell off the bat, you're not, you're not telling me something because I want to hear it. You're telling me what, how you really feel about things. And you're just like, generally don't, mm-hmm. I don't, at least I don't notice you lying a lot and you, I don't really think you do. You don't really, there's not really a need to, if you're just cause like, if you're always honest, you don't have to worry about, you know, someone finding out the truth and you're just open about it, to be honest. And I see that in you. For emotionally present, I mean, I don't know. I feel like as men, men especially, just being able to have any sort of outlet for our emotion that doesn't dwell into like anger and like resentment and just being like, just being mean people it's just like really I'm starting to see is actually more rare than I thought it was and just like the fact that you pour your emotions out of your music and your craft and your art form it's a very present way of expressing emotions because it's like they're there like you have permanent manifestation of how you're feeling at a given moment if it's like you just write like lyrics about it or if you're like in your notebook like you have like it's a very present experience versus how a lot of people just like put that shit in the back burner until someone gets them annoyed or upset. And then it's just like, they're screaming and yelling and doing stuff that they don't really, that they probably wouldn't do normally. And then they have regrets. But you know, I just think it's really admirable how you pour out your emotions in that way. Mm. Open. I mean, I don't really think I have to explain this. I've never seen you, like, you're just very accepting. You don't, I mean, you don't judge, like, okay, you do judge people, but it's not in a way where it's like, I'm judging you because I'm not going to talk to you after this or because I don't like you. You just judge people because naturally people judge people, but you don't let those judgments guide how you act or how you treat them. So I think that's pretty cool. And just like, yeah, like even a conversation we had right before this, you know, you had no reason to cape for Doja Cat the way you did, but you were still doing it because you're just like open to you know accepting people even people that you don't know or have no like we have no idea how like anything about doja cat besides the fact she makes music and you know whatever we can find out on the internet but you're still here defending her and it's just like an openness to just accepting you know people's traits and what they like who they are and accepting that the fact that they're a person at the end of the day okay i do like this exercise i think that was cool by the way, listeners, we're going to get into the Doja Cat thing. A lot of our listeners are close friends. You may have already had that conversation, but we're going to talk about that soon. Nathan, I, I do also want to take a second to break down the ones I gave to you. I thought, I think you're, you're like so, you know, one of the, I should, I should have described you with the word verbal, you know? <laughs> Nathan knows a whole lot of nouns and adjectives and verbs and shit. 
He's got all of them. And, you know, I think that kind of is what I was getting at with thoughtful, though. I think people who are thoughtful are better at articulating their thoughts because they spend more time with them, you know? That makes but, sense. Um, okay, so my words to describe Nathan were... My words to describe Nathan, as you already heard, were hardworking, stylish, and thoughtful. Hardworking in the sense that, you know, I feel like a bum when I talk to Nathan. Because, <laughs> like I said, I have a pretty low self-image. But um, Nathan, and, you know, sometimes I don't think you share that low self-image. But I, at the same time, I don't think you see yourself as maybe in as high a light as I see you. And I think a lot of my friends are like that. Like, I'll talk to Myron yeah. about that. Myron will be like, Hey, y'all know Myron from what season like two or some shit. But Myron Sykes. <laughs> I tell I, bro, I tell Myron I tell Myron so often that like he's one of the most like I really look up to Myron. Like that's my fucking guy. Literally. Bro. Yeah, like and he's like, bro, I'm just like you are. I'm like, nah, bro, you really like got a certain ambition that I, I can only wish to have. And I feel like you have a similar ambition. Like Nathan's Nathan's like I have to be talking about personal growth every fucking episode because Nathan's always growing, bro. He's always doing some more shit, and you know growth isn't easy. That takes hard work. Like I think my lack of emotional growth is like tied to like a real level of like complacency that like I've just like sometimes I have that in my life if I like just let myself get stagnant, and I feel like Nathan can overcome that better. Like Nathan, like. Maybe it's because you're good at compartmentalizing, but Nathan, his emotional baggage, yeah, it's definitely there, but <laughs> that's not going to stop him from getting a check. Very For whom? Not even whom. But, um, okay, so then, so stylish, self-explanatory. Nathan was literally an ASOS model for Halloween. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about like, that shit. The fuck is going on? Nathan's stylish as fuck. The thing about Nathan, and look, since Nathan's a real ASOS kind of guy, I feel like he kind of does duck the H&M Forever 21 trends, you know? You really, you, it's a fine line, but you be right past them. Because niggas who shop at H&M and Forever 21 will wear anything. They will wear anything. And we need yeah. them. We need them. Those are the people. Because, okay, I don't know, you know when you watch Devil Wears Prada, they're like, mm-hmm. well, well, high fashion's important because without high fashion, poor people wouldn't be able to wear clothes, which is a terrible message. That's like, that's, that's like a lot of what that movie's trying to communicate. I'm just like, that's not how this shit fucking works. Without high fashion and capitalism, people would still wear good clothes. Don't act, like, nah, that's just how our system works. So, that, that, but that movie's still pretty cool. Um, Actually, it's not. It's really not. That movie can... So as a side note, that movie, if you really watch it with a critical eye, it can leverage how, like, 2000s film, like, really, like, promotes some terrible shit. But, um, not Nathan Styles as fuck. Mm. And then finally, Thoughtful, we kind of touched on this before, but, um, Nathan can really help you break down some shit that you're thinking about. Like, he'll ask you the hard questions, force you to challenge your biases, you know. It's what I do best. Talker. Hold myself to the same accord. The shit hurts. <laughs> should we make, we should low-key have our guests do this from time to time. We don't got to force yeah. it on every guest. Oh my god, wait. Yeah, it would be so much easier to have guests now, wouldn't it? I mean, we did guests with ease before. This isn't that I mean, but like, changing. if it's like, hey, join a Zoom call versus, hey, come to this address in the middle of downtown Ithaca, I feel like a lot more people would be open to <laughs> That's what's up. Right. Well, I Look feel it. Options. We should do it for ourselves, too. So I put self-aware for myself because, honest, I feel like it might be, a, I guess, a system of just being able to de-personify. De- what is it called when you, like, you leave your um, whatever, de-personify or something like that? But anyway, there's like a word where it's just like you're able to like have out of body experiences when you see yourself in the third person. It's something like that. I'm able to do that where it's just like when I'm in situations where I should just be 100% me, 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 or just like be within myself, I'm, I'm able to just like see where the other person is coming from. And then like kind of it's kind of toxic because then I end up blocking a lot of how I'm feeling just for, so, for, so the other person could find peace. But, like, 
in terms of being self-aware, it's just like, I know exact, I feel like a lot of times my guesses on how I come off are exactly accurate. And it's just been a journey of making sure that that image is just positive, which I think I've had been able to do over the past couple weeks and months. Funny, I don't know. I think being funny is always tied to trauma and anxiety. The funniest people have gone through trauma. It's just a matter of fact. You're able to sit here and laugh about the shit that used to eat you up inside a couple months ago. One, that's growth. And two, other people can relate to that because you know what? Those people laughing just aren't there yet themselves and they're still grappling with it. And, you know, you may just help them get a little closer to accepting like, hey, that happened to me and it wasn't cool. Or like, hey, I went through the same. Like, it's just like, it's an open, it's a gate opening to just growth and healing for me. Especially, like, when I'm able to laugh at my past self, it's just like, damn, like, I'm really here now, and I used to be here. Mm. Thoughtful. It's, that's tied to being self-aware. I'm always, not, oh, okay, always is a large word, but most of the time I'm able to see, the uh, like, different sides of situations and understand where people are coming from. There's actually a situation with one of my family members, Alex knows about this, and there's a lot of emotion there, but even like in the brink of like me being angry, mad, whatever, I was still holding true to the fact that that other person really felt what they were saying. And they really like, they weren't trying to, they weren't saying these things to hurt me. So I was, I still kept that open mind and still try to hear this person literally insult me because they needed to say that. And that there were some truth and the stuff that they were saying. And I couldn't just, bulldoze that because I was going to feel hurt. But uh, but I do that to other people too. So it's challenging because some people just aren't ready for that. They aren't ready for someone to tell them that, you know what, you're not right all the time or you know what, you're not, like, you're just like, you can't, like, you don't have to believe all the stuff that you believe just so that you can be comfortable. And yeah, I guess that is thoughtful, but it's also, I don't know, it's a double-edged sword being thoughtful because, you know, you're always living in your thoughts. It's always there. And sometimes you do need to detach. It's necessary. But mm-hmm. you can't get too detached. It's a hard balance. It's, you know, it really is hard to balance. And I think that's similar to self-awareness. Like, okay, I think claiming that you're self-aware is an oxymoron in some senses. I don't think this is how it is for you. I think I'm speaking from my own experience. I'm self-aware to a fault. Like, I think I'm self-aware. I'm so honest about, like, my fuck-ups and, like, the things that, my flaws, you know, that, like, you know, maybe you do let them define you. And once that becomes an inaccurate definition, at that point, you aren't self-aware. You're only aware of your downfalls, which don't Mm. define you in the way that you think you do, you know? So it's like, I don't think I'm extremely self-aware. I think I'm more self-aware than a lot of people, but I think my self-awareness works against itself. Like I only let myself become so self-aware because then that awareness becomes a roadblock. Because like, okay, once you accept that, I don't think anyone is totally self-aware. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. there's always going to be some bit of you or some emotion, something that's new, you know? Mm -hmm. Like like it's going to be some original feeling that you got to be ready to engage with because have already been aware of that would be impossible if it's like really original like like that and I think that my most exciting times in life are when you get that new feeling at like an extremely high rate like bro you remember when you first got to college and like everything triggered in like like a a new feeling like wow this is a new feel like that shit was pretty crazy (laughs) oh my god back with Myra and, and Andrew remember Andrew (laughs) we were it was a week and we were out on ckb and i was just like wow white this is like my first time around white people i was like wow white people this is this is reality oh i'm fucking dead but i mean besides white people was a joke besides that i get what you're saying it is this like that's when you need to detach you know when you're going through your your motions of the day that's a really good time to be to be thoughtful, to be self-aware, to be just like be thinking. But like when you're going through these new experiences, just experience them because that can only add to the repertoire of stuff that you're able to use when you need it. 
I want to talk about that detachment because when you experience things and like, bro, forget about your perceptions of what they should be, like just mm-hmm. taking the world, bro. Like, cause like, okay, it's like once you can like, like for example, me experiencing ego death for the first time was crazy. Cause like, that's when like, you know, me being self-aware, I realized how much of a lie it was when it's like these things that I think people don't understand. Everyone knows you're not fooling anyone, you know? And like Mm -hmm. to really, that kind of is crippling in a sense, like, yo, like everyone else sees my flaws too. Yeah, Alex, they're on display and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like a full circle thing. It's like, it's like crippling, you crash, you fall and then you coddle yourself it's like you're gonna be okay though the time is gonna continue that actually happened to me today oh actually maybe i wait this would be a great segue into niggas be lying because i was about to tell a story that may have been true or false (laughs) okay (laughs) okay we can can do that all right is that what we want to do or do you want to do something you want to say I mean, I was going to say something, but it fits into the game more than it does anything else. Okay, so... On that note, though, I'm going to let you go first. <laughs> you're a dick. Okay. <laughs> so, it is, it, it is 8.30. How long do I do niggas be lying for? I mean, we'll see how it goes. Maybe do, like... I mean, first to three probably will take up 15, 20 minutes. Okay, first to three. Let's do this. So you're making me go first, damn, it's kind of crazy. Okay, so I was at Walmart the other day, right? Mm-hmm. I was inside of Walmart. My body was in Walmart. Damn. And I'm not telling my story yet. I'm not finished. I'm not finished. I mean, so I I'm walking around or whatever. And I didn't really know what I was there for because that wasn't my planned destination. But I realized that while I was shopping for my apartment, I forgot to make one critical purchase. you have any idea what that purchase is? No, I do not. Muffin tray. I forgot to buy a muffin tray. Now, one thing about me is I'm going to eat some muffins. Love muffins. Real muffin guy. Especially with coffee, which I got a cup of. Two, two matter of fact. Muffin and mm. his toughen. Ten bands, two of those. So I was, I was, I bought this muffin tray, and right as I was about to go to the checkout, nothing happened. I went to the self checkout and I purchased the muffin tray. End of story. Mm. All right. Mhm. Okay. What do you think? I mean, yeah. you you got no one to help you out here. You can't split the vote. Nathan always I mean, does bullshit tactics to try and I'm sorry that you are a good lot. Lo- Wait, how the fuck did I describe you as honest when we played this game and you <laughs> lie consistently? <laughs> I'm going to say that's a, a false story. It's true. I didn't tell a single lie, and I went out of my way to make sure it was extremely true. Boom. Niggas be lying. Nathan wait, said I'm honest, wait, so I had wait, to tell wait. the truth. Nathan I'm going to scratch I'm gonna have to scratch that from the record. I really described you as honest. <laughs> Knowing damn well you were able to lie to me. That is how good a liar you are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I um, wow, I won the first match back. Not the first game back, but I won the first little matchup. I mean, time will tell. Probably Ooh. you know how you know how momentum works. Um so I was um Last week, I was on the phone with my sister. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I have an idea. And what? I think we should play the regular way. But for the future, do you think it would be cool if we did, like, pick up game style? Like, make it, take it? Like, if you if you tell a story and you and you successfully trick the person, then you got to tell the next one. That way you got to keep coming up with stories? But then you're going to sit here for 15 minutes telling <laughs> stories. I think it would be funny if, if when we get rid of niggas be lying completely and then whenever we tell a story, we just play it right there. Oh my gosh. People love, people like the segment too much, though. I mean, okay. if... Okay, wait. Okay, let's keep it normal. Let's keep it normal. There's no Chinese okay. niggas it be lying. Nate is racist. He said Chinese. <laughs> You're really not doing this as if 
That means it's just a rule changer for every game in the world. I never understood that, by the way. What did that like? Why is Chinese checkers just? Why is Chinese tag a thing? Why is they, Chinese checkers a thing? They just be racist. It's the same reason why they call them French fries because Americans think Americans aren't creative. They they couldn't they couldn't just call it special checkers. They had to call it. That is American, so Americans up. do whatever they can to be racist. Okay, story. So I was on the phone with my sister Ashley last week, and we were talking. Me and Ashley don't really talk that much because, you know, we've never really been close, but we've been getting closer lately. And then Ashley's also very fidgety. She's a very jumpy person, so I was used to that. And then she, we were on the phone, and she was obviously outside. I was just like, okay, whatever. We were talking, and she was just like – and she just stopped talking all of a sudden. And I was like, yo, what happened? And she's like, oh, oh, like, I'm on I'm on the Tapazee Bridge right now. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, me and Gaffner, we're riding our bikes. I'm like, we live a good – 20 minutes from the Tapazee Bridge. Why are you on the Tapazee Bridge on a bike? At This was like 11 at night. And she was like, nah, nah. We were just like, you know, we're doing fun couples things. And then I was like, okay, whatever. Like, do you want me to call you back? And she's like, yeah, yeah, okay. And then like, so then I hung up and then like, I called her back an hour later and she was just like, nah, I just ended up going home. I had no idea where Gasner was, what happened because, you know, it was windy and it was dark. We were on the tap, we we're on this bridge. I'm like, what? Like, First of all, what is this story? Like, why are you on the Tapazee Bridge at 11? Why is this a couple's bonding trip? And why did you go home without your boyfriend if you guys were riding bikes together on the Tapazee Bridge? And then she was just like, nah, nah, nah. You know, like, they were riding bikes around our block. And then that something ended up happening. And then he ended up leaving her. So she was like, nah, this is payback. And Ashley did not hear from that man for three whole days after that. I guess, I don't know if he actually was just like, MIA or he, if he was just mad at her but she was she was like sitting here she was really worried she's like damn I lost my boyfriend at the Tappan Zee bridge I don't know what to do da, da 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 and I was like girl like you left him and then he came back and then I don't really know what happened I have that happened last week it was three days ago so I don't know how they got back from that stage but I did text her and said mm-hmm. I would ignore you too if you left me on the Tappan Zee bridge at 11 for no reason and then she was like you're right you're right but they seem to be in a good place now but I guess it's just going to become a running a running gag that one of them gets left on a bike in the middle of nowhere and they're just going to keep on going back and forth until it's like they're bored I think that was a true story that was a false story love damn okay I think it's a point though you did a good (laughs) job lying then that was really that was really smooth (sighs) I mean there's always an argument. <laughs> I just had to counterplay. And you know, part of me, part of me thought you would lie. And you know, even if I thought you were lying, I might have still said true because I kind of wanted to use that first round to see if you even would tell a true story. I want to see if you even had that in you. You know, you notice that, you don't notice how honesty wasn't one of the words I used to describe. <laughs> you know, I'm just Listen, I. I never said I was honest. I said I was thoughtful. <laughs> I am honest, though. I'm actually... You don't even be thinking. You just got mad thoughts in your shit. Like... <laughs> I just be... I don't know. I be, getting, I be mean sometimes. Like, I just be letting the bitches know. Sadly. Okay, your turn. My turn. Okay. Okay, so... One, one. Shit. Oh, this is... Okay, so... I, um... The other day, I was making a beat on my computer, you know, as I do from time to time. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I'm making beats, uh, you know, in my zone or whatever, right? And I get an email from the dean, Dean Colvin of the ILR school. His name's Alexander Colvin. Oh. And Alex said, yo, you... um." You, you've been assigned to me to be my peer mentor for this uh, section of peer mentorship. As many of you know, I'm an ILR peer mentor. Yeah. Um, in case, in case you didn't know, you know, if you need some mentorship in my line. Um, and I was like, holy shit, the Dean of my fucking college is emailing me. Damn. I must be legit. They must, they must really rock with me. So you know, but I'm I'm geeked at the moment. <laughs> I'm just like in my crib, just vibing. And so peer mentors, they do them in pairs, right? 
the other peer mentor is this dude. His name is Sean. No. And it's so funny. I'm like, man, y'all chose me, Sean. Because I'm just like, I'm just Alex. So amazing. You know the fucking vibes, whatever. Sean sends back an email immediately, like, hi, Dean Colvin. I um, I was thinking of um, all these icebreakers and shit that we could use. And I'm just like, this fucking big ass email. I'm like, bruh. I'm like, bruh. Y'all do understand this is like an extremely part time position. I'm talking three hours a week part time. And you're sending an email talking about icebreakers. I'm gone. Um, yeah, that's my story. I think that was a true story. It was. I don't know. For me, I just believed you the second you started going da 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 da. I was like, oh. That's what people do when they're telling the truth. Because <laughs> who listens to what these white people be saying at all? <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> like, there's no reason why they say certain things. They just start talking, and they think that they're doing things. They're not. And then it's like a five-minute email that could have been like a one-sentence, hey, I'm tired. Before you so, tell your next story, can we talk about that for a second? Nathan, I did get paired with the dean. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. That's, I mean, I also wanted to say... um. It was true just because, I mean, not to overanalyze you, but if you say that, you know, you always look at your downfalls and all your other stuff, you're always very critical of that. It would be very weird of you to make up a story about a success in your life because why would you let this doesn't really match with who you are. But mm. that's really amazing. Thank and you. you guys are both Alex's. <laughs> what is he like? Is he like cool or is he like stuck up? Uh, I mean, I don't really know him, bro. It's so funny. People, because, like, you know what the other thing, and I feel like you're going to feel me on this, because you and I, we are, like, good team members. You know what I'm saying? You want us on a team. Like, I'm talking about, I'll pull my weight, and I don't, I might not even say shit. I'm good for jokes. I'm going to make you smile. But, like, yeah, the bargaining bro, simulation. Right? But, like, yo, this girl emailed the whole email chain with the adults, like, like all of them. She replied to the email Chain, let me let me read you what she emailed. Oh, this no. I do. This is at 10:30 p.m. last night. Oh, <laughs> she no. goes, no, I can't believe she said this. She really showed her ass, bro. Hold on. No, she made herself look like a whole dumbass. I was kind of shook. She goes, damn, where the fuck is this shit? Oh, uh, she. This is so funny. So they sent us an email or whatever because tomorrow's our first day, and this girl goes, "How?" She, and all lowercase. How extra are y'all being in your bios? You are <laughs> in your bios, mind you. She included the adults in her response to that. Oh my land! Wait, uh, how, how extra, extra are y'all being in your bios? You are. <laughs> And then, oh, and then, then she sent a follow-up email that said, yikes, that was not supposed to include the adults. Anyway, I was a mentor last fall. I noticed there was an issue with XYZ, all this shit. Then someone replies to her email and says, this is another one of us. I think we all joined because we genuinely want to make a difference with these kids and try our absolute best. I don't think anyone joined and not put an effort or take her advice to heart. Does that have to do with our bio? <laughs> now, these people are e arguing in our emails at like 10, like no. 10 11. I'm like, y'all look so... I almost replied, bro. I really want to be like, damn, y'all must be really bored. <laughs> y'all must have nothing <laughs> Because, like... No. Wait, did any of the adults reply after her? No, and that's it's just <laughs> hilarious. It's like, bruh, they be at the crib with their fucking children, and they get an email from your stupid ass talking about, like, bruh. It's crazy. Bruh. bruh. How extra are y'all? Wait, she did it last year. She would know how extra they were. Mm. Right? Like, but I mean, I just don't know. Like, she was like, because it's so funny. She did so much in there. Like, the first thing, how extra y'all trying to be in your bios. Don't try to be the cool one who's trying to be like, oh, hey guys, how extra y'all be in your bio. Like, bro, just do your fucking job. That's, that's why I'm a good team member. I can take orders well. I have a decent sense of when to step in and say something. And let it rock between now and then, you know. But mm -hmm. like say some shit. Not, not, you know. First is gonna be first is gonna be how extra I'll be in your bio. Second, it's gonna be I just want to make sure the kids gonna have a good experience. Like, which is it? Which is it? Mm. <laughs> she, she played you her cards wrong, which is sad because she did this whole thing last year. You know how to play your cards. You're you're familiar with the organization. Why are you fumbling the bag on the first first on no. site first site? Anyway. anyway, it's Nathan's turn to tell a story. Um, 
so I was in I was in a class on Zoom. Not gonna I'm not gonna really say when this class was. It could have been this semester or last semester. This is a general story that has happened to me multiple times. So I was talking, you know, most scenarios, one or two other black people in the class. I'll be lucky if I know them. This in this scenario, I didn't know the person. I, I there's two black people in the class. One of them, they're a mutual friend of ours, and I was we were just like talking, like, hey, like, oh, really excited to see you here, whatever, whatever. And then there was a we were talking about media in the class, and then the professor goes on. He's like, oh, we're about to watch this clip. You know, it's really racially sensitive because you know it's just filled with racism and all these horrible things. And then of course I'm looking around the class and I'm like, okay. So I know this person and I, we're gonna be in this together. And of course there's no one else that could relate to being in that position of watching some, it was about slavery, watching some, something about black people being less than everyone else. And then just like being forced to watch that for academic purposes. But the professor did like go on for five minutes about how wrong this is and how like bad this is. So then I go to like in the Zoom chat because you know, I know, I know about transcripts, but Honestly, we can get into this later if we have time or maybe in the after show. But lately, I've just been in the mood to just say whatever I want to say to whoever I want to say it, no matter how they respond, whatever, whatever that thing is. So I go and text this person. And I'm like, damn, at least he warned us. But of course, that was sent to everyone in the class. <laughs> and then I didn't realize that at first. So I feel like everyone was looking at me, but then no one, I just looked normal. So they didn't, re they just didn't really think anything of it. But then I realized, and I was just like, shit, shit, shit on the inside. But then I was like, damn, that happened five minutes ago and no one said anything. So then slowly but surely I was able to get over it. But then I was just like, fuck, you know, it's not that common that I make fuck ups like that. And it was just a humbling experience that in this whole Zoom shit, I'm still, in the, I'm still a novice. I'm still a beginner in this game, you know? This ain't no PowerPoint. Like, I can make some fleeky shit on PowerPoint. I can make movies on PowerPoint because I've been in the game for 13 years. With Zoom, it's been a calm six months and I'm still <laughs> learning the ropes. I'm still scared about that. And then I was like, one of my friends hit me up after this happened. And then I was, and then they're like, oh, can't wait to see you in my Zoom class. I'm like, girl, we're not talking on Zoom. I'm snapping you because I'm not, I'm not putting myself in the situation <laughs> again. But yeah, that was I imagine story. I imagine Nathan making a PowerPoint when he's seven, just like on that. Yo, <laughs> I made movies on PowerPoint. Movie like I would export them as MP4s, and then it'd just be done. Animations, all that shit, done, fleeky, smooth. That was my mm. story. That's a true story. Yeah, it happened today. I tweeted about it. <laughs> that was the story I was gonna tell before I started the game, but then I was like, you know Correct. what? That exact same thing happened to me, bro. We watched over my. I had I took a summer course for two credits, and um, there it was like um, we watched a video on Brown versus Board, and they had like so much Lynch footage that it was just gratuitous. And I I I almost went crazy in the chat because I'm the only black person there. I almost went crazy in the chat. Then I was like, No, Alex, that's unprofessional. Be respectful. So as soon as the movie ends, she asked for our feedback. I'm the first person talking. I'm like, Honestly, bro, that shit was kind of fucked up. You ain't give us a trigger warning. I wasn't trying to see dead black people today. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And like, and then like you know, she like had took my shit to heart. She's like telling me. She, and the next meeting, she was like with the whole class. She's like apologizing to me in front of everyone. I'm like, Okay y'all low-key did your thing i'm not like i i respected the apology and she even told me she was like yeah i include trigger warnings in the future um like she like i guess that because like that's like i was gonna just like snap at first but i was like mm -hmm. let me like get my shit together be calm and like do what i can to handle this right you know mm -hmm. and like, like when that. you because bro you're telling me this i'm like bro that is like i've had that experience like in a zoom call like right niggas be out of pocket on zoom the film, the thing that he was showing us wasn't even that bad. So I was just really happy that he was just so, but like, honestly, I don't know. You know, you know this feeling. Sometimes it does feel a little performative the way they just like, oh my God, this is from another time. It's so horrible. It's so out of place, but you're still showing it. So obviously it's not that out of place, but it's just right. like, I don't know. It did feel a little performative, but I could also feel that he really did 
you know, I feel like a lot of white people like to remove themselves from that image, even though what we really want, what we're really asking for is them just to confront that and deal with the ramifications of that, their past. And they just want to act like it never happened. But yeah, it's like such a common experience. The person, the other person was Annalie. So it was really, mm-hmm. it was really funny. It was an 8 a.m. class too. So, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't all the way up, <laughs> but it was pretty late. It's a really fun class though. I'm really into it. Hmm. Now I have to tell a story. Oh man, I don't, I don't know. I'm not feeling great about this one. Okay, let me tell a story real quick. Mm. Okay, so I um, I had to go to. I wanted to. I've been playing basketball this summer. Mm-hmm. I've been, uh, I have been hooping. I'm not like amazing. I'm really not great, but I'm, you know, passing the time. <laughs> so I was like, damn, I want to get some basketball shoes. I don't fuck up my ankles, you know? It's like, you can't get injured as like a normal ass person. Like, professional athletes get injured, and like, that shit at least makes sense. How are you going to work on a bum leg? I'm like, that's embarrassing. So I wanted to get some basketball shoes to protect myself, right? So I was going to go to. I don't know. I was gonna go to Dick's Sporting Goods. This is back when I was at home. So I get in the car and I go all the way to the mall where Dick's Sporting Goods is, and it was closed. Yeah, that's my story. Um, hmm. what's the score right now? We're tied two two. Yeah. Shit! Wait, why did? Oh, fuck! Why did I ask that? That's mm. a false story. What'd you say? False. That's true. Damn. Damn. Close, close game. That was a true story. Yeah. I went all the way to Dick Sporting Goods and it was closed. Really good. I mean, I don't know why I didn't just order them shits online from the jump, but. The reason yeah, I chose that story, sometimes. I thought you would think it was false because why would I go to the store to buy shoes? I didn't think about that. It just seemed like a, I don't know. I feel like we, we get in our heads sometimes. We're like, tactically, we can just put a boring story. And they're going to think it's, yeah. And they don't know what you know to what do. I love, you know what I love the most about this game, though, is that, like, I think this really does build our friendship because this reinforces trust. Like, okay, Nathan, like, I have never lied to you while playing this game. I've never told a true story and told you it was false. I've never told a false story mm-hmm. and told you it was true just to get the point. Because it's a fucking game. Why would I? It's literally just a game. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, so it like reinforces our friendship because you're hearing all these true stories about my life. <laughs> Honestly. I've been talking. That was a part of, it's actually been brought up to me recently, as you know, that some people are uncomfortable with the amount that I talk about myself and my experiences, but we just be talking. We yeah, have we'll a whole be, show about talking. We'll be playing niggas be lying and Nathan will start unpacking drama. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, that's very obviously true, Nathan. He'll be like, how'd you know? <laughs> wait, what? I did not unpack drama on this game. I talk <laughs> about experiences. <laughs> but no, on Twitter, girl. Now that my Twitter's private, I'm going off more than normal. Fuck, it's been so much fun. But anyway, I was gonna tell that was gonna be my next story. Oh, so, professional Twitter. You made a professional Twitter. Yeah, so I'm doing a research project about politics. So I made a professional Twitter just to connect with politicians. And for my research, I had to connect with conservatives. And these niggas are really just fucking dumb. Like, how the fuck are you a gay veteran conservative? You, and you're black. There's too many <laughs> intersections for you to be believing this shit. And you have Trump, love Trump in your bio. Is that really how you want to lead your life? This man was sucking overseas and he came back here to vote for Trump. I don't <laughs> understand. And he was reading something. Was in the <laughs> he, like, I don't know. It's just so much self-hatred. Because, like, he was, re- he, like, retweeted a picture of Lady Gaga at the VMAs with like her mask or whatever. And he was just like, and you, if you don't see the entertainment industry as demonic after seeing this, I don't know what will make you think it's demonic because it is. And I was like, she's wearing a green dress and a mask. Why are you making this into 
We got over the Illuminati in 2011. You do not have to make this out to be something that it's not. But they just willfully believe that shit. And that's what my research is about because it's about how um, news coverage affects public perceptions of the election in particular. So I'm really going to be questioning these conservatives about what, what, what do they care about? Like, is it like an honestly, independent study research project? Yeah, it's an independent study. Like, two. Like, what do y'all care about? Because like, from our perspective and from the perspective of anyone that, you know, reads books, Trump just does a lot of fucked up shit and people just like cape for him and gaslight all the people that he's wrong. Yeah, where is so the why? emotional investment? That's what I don't understand about like <laughs> that many conservative leaning people. I'm like, where is the emotional investment? And they say in values, what value? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if we want to get into it, we're also having an after show for our Patreon. Hey! So, wait, we should make a Patreon. I mean, I was gonna say, this is a surprise <laughs> to me, but I'm with it. Our Patreon. Um, hey! But yeah. What I think it is is that so I've done a lot of you know just consumption of media and whatever, but Trump was able to so like Middle America has been feeling a lot of things over the past the past like decade or so, just in terms of outsourcing, changing economies, things becoming more technologically advanced less emphasis on industrial and manufacturing jobs in America. And they've been feeling that pain since around 2000 of just like constantly losing out on jobs, constantly not having enough money to put food on the table. And Trump was able to position that pain towards, this is not your fault. This is the fault of immigrants. This is the fault of these people. And that's what populism is. You know, it's like, he's making it so it's like, we're all together and those are the enemy. And just like living their experience, living their lives, of course they're gonna like jump on the fact to not have, it's not their fault, but it was looking like it was their fault because they were they, they were the ones that were experiencing these things. But once they had a scapegoat, it was just such an easy transition for a lot of people. And Bernie tried to do the same thing with Democrats, but he was unsuccessful. He was saying, all the pain you're going through is not your fault, it's the fault of all the rich people taking all your money, it's the fault of all these mm-hmm. things. And you I mean, it's up to you if you believe that or not. I personally do believe that well, the wealthy do have a large part in just perpetuating the system that the rest of the people live in in this country. But we also have to see that conservatives think exactly the same way about people who aren't from America. And it's just like a weird, like, they're just so locked into that vision because once they let go of that, there's no real, who else is there to blame? They're just got to sit with the fact that, you know, we don't need... 16 billion farm we don't need 16 million farmers in america anymore there are not that many manufacturing jobs and they're it's gonna then the honest is going to be on them to adapt to the changing world which is going to make them uncomfortable because now democrats are so much more advanced in them in all these fields that america's moving towards and they're just going to be consistently at a deficit and they don't want to deal with that shit so they rather just believe in trump and that's my analysis of the situation. Hey, Polly Sci Nathan. I mean, literally going into grad programs in this. So hopefully I do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but that's the way I see the situation. And now it's just like a lot of people realize that they're too far in and that, you know, Trump is doing a lot of stuff they disagree with. But that whole conflict of what happens if we don't have Trump, what happens if we just have to go back to just living, knowing that our jobs are going to be obsolete in three years is like, that's really scary. That would be scary for anyone. It's a, but it's really scary for rural America. And, you know, Bernie Sanders and Andrew Yang try to come up with alternative visions, but the Democrats have nothing to really gain from accepting alternative visions because they're winning in the present vision because they're the ones prepared for just like going to offices and, working in corporate America, like, that's where they, like, middle management below that, that's where a lot of Democrats feel comfortable, because they accepted the fact that, oh, you have to get education to get anywhere, you have to do these steps, so they don't really have any reason to change, especially because a lot of them have money, so that's kind of where Andrew Yang and Bernie Sanders fell apart, because, you know, but I still do see a lot of promise in their visions and promise in what they were saying, because now they're like, salient ideas like we sit here we talk about climate change every damn day we talk about medicare for all every damn day that wasn't on the table last year that wasn't on the table two years ago so there are benefits but i don't know i will figure out what conservatives think hopefully by election day
but we are just out of time. Do you want to do a closing before we yeah. get on to our extra segment? Yeah, so if y'all want to hear more of this, <laughs> stay tuned because we are not done yet. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> the Virgin, this is the end of our Spotify, Apple Music version. If you guys want to hear more, our Patreon link will be in the subscription, in the subscription, in the info or just, oh, description is the word I was looking for. Dumbass. Description. And yeah, I'm lying about that right now, but it might just happen. So. <laughs> That's all cap. That is all cap. But once we got this Patreon bag, y'all be able to tell because Nathan. Well, maybe fuck. We can make a Nathan, OnlyFans. Nathan, 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 you won't see Nathan in that tired ass triangle chain. You'll see him with a Cuban link. <laughs> Listen, we should make an OnlyFans. Because <laughs> then we can get the monthly subscription. That's bank. I Joel, I'm out. No, I'm okay. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. So we gotta do the outro real quick so we can fit it within the hour. You remember okay. we are out of you know how it goes? Huh? You, we gotta do the outro real quick so we can okay. get it within the hour. Okay, so three, two, one. We are out, out of, of our, our minds. Our minds. <laughs> wait, what are you? Wait, it's I'm Nathan. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you go. I'm Nathan. I'm Alex. And, and we're we are out of our, of our minds. minds. <laughs>